Hello, and thank you for joining us for another podcast at the Gospel Rescue Mission. Today, I have in my office with me Miss Amy Lovejoy. She is the Women's Coordinator for the Fixo Family Center, has been working with us for the last two years, and um, she is preparing to leave us to move to the East Coast, and we are going to miss her terribly. And we thought, man, we got to get one more moment. Let's sit down and have a conversation together. And we just thought maybe you'd like to sit in and, and join us for that conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. Here she is, Miss Amy Lovejoy. Well, okay, so then I'm sitting here in my office with Amy Lovejoy, our women's coordinator. Say hi, Amy. Hi. And um, we are just uh, kind of doing a little reminiscing because we're at the end of her time here with us at the Gospel Rescue Mission. And um, and this is... Uh, uh, very bittersweet for us, uh, obviously moving on to some bigger, better things um, and and some life changes and all this. But uh, and, and then, of course, you know, we're going to miss you and and think, oh, man, we're losing not just a uh, uh, somebody that we work with, but we're just losing a dear friend to the other coast. And uh, and so, um, a- Amy, kind of give us a, a, a kind of a. Uh, how long have you been with the mission now? Two years. Which seems like forever. <laughs> yeah. Seems like you've been here since the beginning of time with the mission. Oh. Yeah. I've really enjoyed the time here. Yeah. I've enjoyed working here. You, unlike me, you have not gained a single gray hair. I, oh. on the other hand, mm. I, on the other <laughs> hand, I don't have any other colored hair left, it seems like. So um, that's fantastic. You, do, you, do you blame that on the mission? I, yeah, <laughs> between the mission and my wife, <laughs> and, uh, you know, my wife will lis- listen to this podcast and she'll die laughing. Um, so, so, you know, I'm just thinking about the, the time here. Um, you've been working with the Women and Children's Center and kind of been, been pioneering for us more of the the idea of a children's coordinator what's that going to look like mm-hmm. uh, then you moved in to fill the spot of the woman's coordinator and again looking into you know what are the needs and and and, and as we've made some changes and and uh, and is the just Golly, we, you've you've walked with us even into uh, a worldwide pandemic, something none of us have ever have ever gone through, and and uh, we're looking around, kind of all shell shocked, and and to add to our shell shock, you're leaving us, and uh, and we're gonna miss you, and so um, maybe you can tell me, you know, you came here a couple years ago to the Gospel Rescue Mission, and thinking about. You're thinking, I know that this job can use a person like me, and I feel like I can bring something of value to this job. Tell me some things that you discovered about the job that maybe along the way that maybe you didn't even, you know, were surprising, you know, and, and Ooh, that's, uh, anything that's a good like question. that. question. I think initially coming in, I remember my first day and um, walking into Fixo Family Center for the first time and being really nervous about um, what I was walking into and who was I going to meet. And what I came to discover was um, that the homeless women and children at Fixo 
really are no different than me in a similar circumstance. Um, they have become, over time, my family. Um, we are somewhat of a sisterhood. Their situations um, are heartbreaking, and yet there's hope. Yeah. There's hope. And I had the privilege of um, walking with them towards hope. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I've often, it was, it was one of the first things that I noticed here when I first came to the mission, working as a men's coordinator, realizing that, man, you know what, uh, it would only take a couple of really bad sets of circumstances or bad choices for me to be right here. Right. You know, and, and then I started just looking at, you know, all the, all the men that I knew and realizing I didn't think that any single man that I know, and I know, I know policemen, attorneys, city councilmen, doctors, uh, I, know, I know professional people in the community at the highest levels, and, and I could see any one of them, you know, a couple of bad decisions. Easily. And, and it wouldn't take that much, and especially if you'd been a little irresponsible, you know, up toward that bad decision, you could find yourself here pretty easy, huh? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the um, you know, the, the idea that they're all drug addicts and alcoholics, and, and there are, are their fair share of drug addicts and alcoholics yes. that come in here and everything, um, but... But that certainly doesn't sum up all of them, does it? No, it oversimplifies it greatly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, I was talking with another guy, um, one of the pastors here recently, about, you know, the what's the solution to homelessness? And, and, and it seems like every time you try and answer that question, you only, the question itself is the problem. It's, it's this oversimplification of the problem. And what I found is, is that um, it's, you have to take the time to get to know each individual person when you're coming through as you're working with yes. them. Our program offers that opportunity, too, to get to know each person and their quirks and what makes them tick and to see where... Um, more of the problem lies. It's it's too easy to say, well, they're drug addicts, or, um, you know, it's it's so much deeper than than that. And many of them have not done drugs at all. Yeah. And so, no, I wouldn't say that homelessness is caused by uh, drug usage or just alone. Yeah. Just alone. Yeah. Uh, certainly, we have we have cases of where it's a factor. Yeah. Ooh, it's um. Yes, getting to know getting to know the women, um, to know where they're coming from, and then we devise a plan to get them where they need to go. Yeah, to, yeah. To have that shelter, that stability, and and build a new life. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and yet um, it's it's more than just the the shelter that that does that i mean and this is where you're such a key component in in all of that your position and, and what you've done here is so is so important because it really takes it takes a person 
walking with them intimately, mm-hmm. day by day, you know, visiting right. with them regularly, checking in on them regularly. Right. I, I talk to to social workers uh, in in other areas of, of social services here in in Grants Pass and in Josephine and Jackson County both. And they'll tell me about their caseload, you know, so the caseloads of their staff and stuff. And, and you know, and, and oftentimes what that really boils down to is they've got a, you know, a, a one or two hour visit once a month, maybe once a week on a really active, you know, somebody who's really active caseload. You're working with these, with these ladies, you know, all of them. Pretty much five days a week, you know, and, and right. then you're still, they, they text you, they call you at yes, home. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. And that's, you know, like I said, they become family, they become sisters. Yeah. And uh, we're all aunties and there's a real sense of family in that, you know, there's constant communication and it's good. It's good in a, in a way. It can be overwhelming and, and terribly unhealthy in another way yeah. to not have that boundary between work and home. Um, but, you know, I see them, I know their comings and goings, I know of their plans, and I am, I have that kind of knowledge because I am guiding them to better habits, um, from waking up in the morning and getting to work on time to, um, learning good work ethic, even job skills, um, I show moms better ideas on parenting. Um, I mean, the list really it just goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's 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 so important, and it's such a it's such a critical role. Um, and it's and that's one of the things that I mean, finding finding the right person for the coordinator role here is just so challenging. And mm-hmm. finding somebody that's got the kind of stamina that it takes to do that. You know, we get. Sometimes we'll get criticized by the um, the breakdown between the you know the patient clients barrier you know mm-hmm. kind of thing and, and and every and all this and I go you know what I I will do things for a friend that I would never do for my doctor I I, I will do things for my friend that I will never do for my attorney and 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 those people you know my friends can speak truth into my life mm-hmm. that that nobody else can nobody else has the permission to um to to get there you know and and stuff um and so that's why i don't really i don't really encourage this strong you know distancing concept instead we go you know i i I will move mountains for people that I love, and I trust that people who come in here, when they come to know and have a relationship with you, mm-hmm. and they, they, they come in and, and you do the same, right. you work more effectively for them, they work more effectively for you. A, a full commitment to the program is really uh, key. It's yeah. really, it makes a difference. If you're not committed to the program, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's. It's challenging, and and you've been doing all of this this entire time, uh, while trying to raise two kids of your own, sure. and uh, and and uh, you're doing a, a great job. I, I know that raising kids, uh, you know, is 
just a challenge no matter what to any any parent. Right. Um, but trying to do all of that and uh, and and then connect with a, a job that can be as taxing as, as one as a coordinator position that's a real that's a real challenge. And so uh, I just really appreciate your efforts here. Um, they've been they've been amazing. Um, maybe it does, I was thinking of uh, maybe a best day and a worst day uh, at the mission of of like uh, days that you you you, you came in and you're like uh, oh gosh I, I wish I would have just not got out of bed today and then maybe uh, maybe uh, a day where you're like oh yeah that's why I get up and come to work every day. Uh, can you think of maybe one of the two? Um. You know, Brian, the, there's not been a day where I was sorry that I got out of bed. Yeah. This is a fantastic job. It's fulfilling. I'm very satisfied. Um, there have been hard moments. I mean, you're not... Look, I'm you're, telling you're you the truth. On, you're not even on payroll. You don't have to say that I'm anymore. Not on, this is I'm a volunteer thing. I'm not blowing smoke here. I'm telling you. <laughs> I hope I find a job like this um, on the East Coast. I really do. Cool. I'm, I'm going to be looking. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe we can franchise this out, huh? There you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Thirty day program. Yeah. You never know. It's never fabulous. Know. It's really a crazy. Great program. Things have been have happened in this world. Best best days. I remember um, the day we got a mom and her two kids. Uh, we had found well, you know, when I say we, no, no, she found housing. She got herself. Um, pulled herself up. What what we do is we provide the stability and the structure yeah. for for people to succeed. Yeah. And when they do, it is amazing. It really is. It really it makes everything. It makes all the hard moments worth it. Yep. Um, the times where you have to have really difficult conversations with a family, with a mom who's maybe used drugs, and you're having to discharge her out of the house, and knowing that you have to discharge her. And uh, and her two kids have to go with her. That's yeah. um, heartbreaking. Those are the worst days. Yeah. That's the part of the job I truly hated. And yet, to maintain the integrity of the program, you must. Yeah. You must. But the days where people succeeded yeah. were um, over the top, super cool. Yeah. Super cool. My favorite parts. I I think. Um, can I name names? Sure. Just like first, first names. names. Yeah. First names. Uh, I remember Crystal. Yeah. And her daughters. For sure. And that was amazing. In fact, we did a podcast with Crystal. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. if if you're listening to this and uh, and you know go through go through our our past podcasts, uh, boy, Crystal was a rock star, and that was really good. And I remember Kathy Joe. Kathy Joe, another great. Oh man, what a yes. she was a great success. Great example. Yeah. Uh, a leader. Yeah. And still is. Yep. A, a leader in the community. Yep. Um, just fantastic. Um, yeah. I have, I have seen successes and I have seen, um, yeah. let's call them not su- successes. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Potential yeah. successes. Not it's not time yet. Yeah. But I pray these women work through their issues and yeah. here is their best opportunity. Yeah. Um, it's unprecedented. This opportunity to, uh, to write your life. Yeah. Yeah, right? Right. Course correction right here. You have all the opportunity you need. That's, you know, 
it's funny because when we when we started the conversation about just kind of how easy it would be to find yourself here and how much you see yourself in some of these people and everything, it, it's been, you know, 10 years ago when I came to the mission, um, that was really kind of the, as I was thinking through, how would I guide these guys? How can I do this? I just really came at it from the approach of what would I do? What would be my next step? What would be my next step to finding, you know, to finding my way free out of this thing? Because the truth is, is look, I've, I've walked that path more than once of, of, hey, things weren't working and I've found myself into kind of a financial crisis. I've made some bad choices or whatever. And, and I'm either homeless or right on the edge of homeless and, and, uh, or just young and, and needed to find how to grow up, you know, and, and everything. And figuring out what's the next right step mm-hmm. and realizing that, that it, it is a process. And if you can, if you can put, the, put them in the right order, do them in the right order, they work. And they work every time. They, right. they, they really work every time. It really, at, at some point, it's, it's not, there's no flaw in the steps. The question is just how committed are you in walk, walking them? You know, and how committed right. are you to, to making that change? So, well, um, you know, it's, it's been cool, you know, just working together and watching the, the successes in the women's house, seeing, seeing a lot of, you know, I agree with, you know, all those girls, uh, you know, on our, our recent uh, podcast with Ruby mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing her uh, on, on her journey and, and um, you know, we, we just get to see them over and over again and, um, and that's so exciting. And, and I know we're going to have a lot more. You know, if I, um, I always try and imagine, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, somebody who's listening to this podcast. Maybe for the first time, this is their first time, you know, checking into what's the mission all about. And they're considering coming. You know, you and I will see as we're paying attention to people uh, trying to contact us either in email or Facebook or whatever. And they're like, hey, I'm homeless and I need to figure out how to get in and da 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 right. And we always... We always kind of tell them, you know, hey, just go, you know, and knock on the door and apply. You have to, you have to have that interview in person. Um, but somebody's fearful and they're not sure. They're afraid of, you know, being rejected. They're afraid of what you might ask them to do. They want to come with a list of, okay, here's what I need to do, you yes. know, and everything. What kinds of things would you encourage that person to? They're, they're about ready to talk to you, you know, and, and uh, they're wanting to come in for the first time. you have any words of encouragement for somebody that would be, I mean, what do you normally say to somebody? I've had these situations yeah. and I've, I've encouraged people to come in and talk to me. Of course, now I'm not going to be there, but yeah. the next women's coordinator that you hire is going to be fantastic. Yeah. I encourage them to come seek out answers. Yeah. I, I would never put anyone under obligation to stay. I love our program. Yep. I believe in our program. I'm proud of it. And yep. I've given many tours. Um, it's, Really, fear of the unknown is a terrible thing. Yeah. And a lot of what holds people up is because they don't know what's behind that great big door. Yeah. And showing them removes a lot of the fear of, yeah. of what's to come. And that's where I see the most successes is come and, come and see, come and tour, come and talk to, to the coordinator. 
Yeah, yeah. Because um, we we have good answers, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. At, at what we do offer, what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it really it really is cool. You know, we, we try it. You try and do it in video and you try and do it in in uh, podcasts and you try and do it, you know, in a hundred different ways to say, hey, this is what our program's like. This is what mm-hmm. our program's about. Um, but there's still just that element of fear that says, I'm not sure if I can do that or that's different than what I'm used to. And, and, and so, you know, I don't know if I can survive without whatever you know blank and and we just you know come on in give it a shot you know mm-hmm. you, you might find shot. out you're gonna you're gonna be okay you know that's right yeah i did i could not have imagined what was behind the door um before i worked here yeah i didn't know was it a room full of cots was it you know how how much privacy was one afforded yeah um quite a bit actually yeah um uh, and it's very nice and it's clean yeah. And it is unlike any other shelter I've ever heard of. How many how many uh, cases of of COVID nineteen have you had? Over Zero. There? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've. It's funny because I, I just saw a thing that is like on the uh, the Boston one of the Boston uh, homeless shelters had something like 88 percent of the residents or something of their homeless shelters all tested positive for COVID-19. Same one, there's one in San Diego, same, so it's like a real high percentage. All wow. of them, all the homeless in there uh, tested positive for, for COVID-19. We, we don't have a single one. We, we don't, right now, I don't think we've got a common cold going on nope. in our buildings. I mean, we're very healthy. Yeah, yeah, our, our hygiene, our indoor, indoor housekeeping protocols and cleaning is just really excellent um and uh and and that's you know it's like even the residents themselves even though they benefit from it they fight against it still sometimes i mean there's we're still trying to constantly trying to keep them from bringing food up into their dorms and trying to keep them you know we have to remind them don't come in through the back door come in around front and you know wash your hands when you come in and run and they grumble about it and everything but you know what not a one of them sick. That's right. Yeah. And it's it's a little, it can be compared to raising children. Yeah. You can tell them you need to make your bed, you need to wash your hands. Oh, mom. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hear the grumbling. Yeah. I think it's human nature. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Amy, it's been a great two years. You've added a lot to um, to our program, and you're going to be terribly missed. Yes, I'll miss and, you guys too. Uh, and you know, I will be. But now we know about Zoom, so now we can uh-huh. have lots of like video conferences, and they we can include you into throw them me stuff. in on the next coordinator meeting. There you go, <laughs> and uh, and you know, we really appreciate your time here. Um, I know that you have impacted and forever changed a lot of a lot of lives. Um, that's stuff that when we stand before our King in heaven, we will, you and I will be standing there before him someday. And, and we'll get to say, this is what I did with my time. This is what I did with my energy. This is what I did with my efforts. And he's going to go, yeah, I know, they told me. You know, they told me all about it and I was watching. And it is good. And, and, he's, and, and we're going to also say, you know, I couldn't have done any of it without you, Lord. You no. know, I mean, he gets all the glory. That's right. You know, and so, and so it's just such a cool thing. What a, what a joy to be a part of such a cool program that has just benefited so many people. And, um, 
and to be remembered for our, our point in time here in these things, you know. Um, God is not done with you and, and you know, your family and, and all of that. He's certainly not done with uh, the lives of the, of the ladies that are in our, our mission now. And, uh, and so we're just excited to see, continue to see what God is doing and going to continue to do in your life as much as it is here. And uh, I want to really thank you for your service. And uh, this has been very, very cool. Um, so really, uh, with that all said, you know, uh, the Gospel Rescue Mission, the only way that we can do what we do is uh, because we have people that donate to us and support us uh, through our website and through, uh, through our, you know, Facebook page and through, uh, you know, responding to our newsletters and things. If you're not getting our newsletter, please uh, request, uh, you know, send us your, your name and address and through our contacts page uh, on our website. It's www.grantspassmission.org. Uh, you can donate directly through that same website. Just go to forward slash donate, uh, grantspassmission.org forward slash donate. It'll take you right to us. Um, your support means that we can bring in quality people and you know quality staff and, and things like that to give make a lasting difference in the, uh, in the lives of people who are broken and uh, they're people, they're your family members, they're my family members. They are, they're people that we know, they're your neighbors, um, they may be you someday. And, um, and we want to be here and give our absolute best. And so I just want to say a big shout out of thank you to all those that do support us. And, uh, and would ask if you haven't, if you haven't considered supporting us, you know, even if you could do $5 a month, you know, if I had a hundred people that, that pitched in a recurring gift of $5 a month, that's 500 bucks that I've got every month coming in that I could have never have had any other way. And that's $6,000 a year. That's a lot of meals that we can do. That's a lot of that's a lot of you know things that we can put together uh, for a lot of people. Um, we we can take that and make it go a long ways. So, thank you anybody who's listening uh, for just your time that you that you put in. And if you have any other interest in the Gospel Rescue Mission, again, uh, GrantsPassMission.org. Check us out. If this is something that has struck a chord in your heart, would you take the time to share this information? Uh, you know, share the podcast with a friend. You can text it to them. You can share it on Facebook or, or Instagram or you know any of the social media stuff. You can email that uh, link to it to somebody. We would love to just, that's how we get our message out every day. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. And we just pray that God would bless you as we close out another podcast of the Gospel Rescue Mission.